Welcome to another amazing episode of Medshield Movement Connect show with me, Dr. Fez. I'm pretty sure it's always going to be me, Dr. Fez, but today we're going to be getting you guys a bit more clued up on finances and also how you can change your lifestyle with an investment industry professional, Carrie Ann Grant. Get ready to know what you don't know about being body brilliant. This is the Medshield Movement Connect show where we connect the dots between fitness, health, wellness, nutrition, and of course you. Hosted by me, Dr. Fez Mkize, and a special guest that we have every month, sharing knowledge, insights, and groundbreaking tips on how to get fitter, be stronger, and live healthier. Turn up the volume and listen close. Today you amplify. It's the MedShield Movement Connect show. Let's go. Carrie Ann, thank you so much for coming and speaking with me. I mean, your story Thanks. is absolutely amazing. I can't wait to unpack it. Cool. Thank you for having me. You are a financial kind of advisor, am I correct? Not necessarily a financial advisor, but I do have my postgrad in financial planning. So in the industry, I can financially plan. I just don't necessarily give out the advice, but I educate people to go and make the informed decisions for themselves or refer them to a good financial advisor. But... Yeah, definitely financial planning. It's just very interesting because, and the reason why I bring it up is that we've talked about kind of how one can have a number of things you pay for that will help you at the end when mm. it comes to financial buffering. Absolutely. This kind of concept of financial buffering. Would you mind explaining to the people at home how things like medical aid can assist with buffering sure. things? Absolutely. It's, it's almost kind of like any kind of insurance that you take out, right? You take out your car insurance, your pet insurance, your house insurance for the potential rainy day. Mm. Not necessarily that it's going to happen tomorrow. You might not even ever cash it out, yeah. but it's in the extent that this would potentially happen. Mm -hmm. Very the same with health insurance. So we, we call it medical aid here, but we, if you look at it that way, you are insuring your health. Then we have your life insurance, and that is for the end of life, right? So sometimes we end up prioritizing those kind of things that we can put value on. Like you say, you'd rather have your car insurance, or your house insurance, because if that's gone, you can see it. Mm. We don't preempt our health declining. We don't preempt accidents. Sure. And then when the time comes and you haven't put provisions for that in place, then are you choosing between finance and your life? Five. Do I go to a government hospital or do I, you know, <laughs> probably shouldn't say always that. Always the question. Always no, the question. But, but, but genuinely, your level of healthcare and potentially saving your life was what you do today. So mm -hmm. it's all about that planning for a potential future and potentially something going wrong down the line. And it's taking that risk, right? You might be paying every single month and mm -hmm. nothing ever happens. But when it does happen and it costs 100,000 Rand, yeah what is going to happen when that does happen. So when we even talk about buffering, I think it's, it's potentially putting, setting yourself up for success mm -hmm. in all the areas that you can potentially do it. And medical aid is one huge one of them. Sure. Um, accidents really happen and they are very, not, not downwards of even 20K. Mm. So um, very important in terms of planning for your life. It could be the difference between your life and death at the end of the day. And I mean, similar like any kind of insurance. It's very true. And I know it, it's just interesting because from your perspective and how you describe it, it's very apt. And from my side, I've had a number of people come in, be it casualty or sitting across from me in a, in a practice, and something has happened. And oh, you gosh. thought, not me. Mm. I'm 40. Mm. I'm, 30, I'm still young. And then this particular instance happens, and now you have to roll with it and it is your life and you only get this body and it's the only thing you can actually live in. And you can imagine, right, at yeah. that stage, 
you're ready, your health has declined, you've gotten probably some bad news sitting across from yourself, and the last thing you want to think is, can I pay for this? Exactly. I think that is where it probably would be that that extra added stress is probably going to decline your health even further when you're thinking money or my health, money or my health, and the two should be together. together. It should say, I've made provision for this potential day that happens in the future, that eventual rainy day. Mm. And I think, um, yeah, you have probably got quite a bit of heartbreaking experience in, in this, but we should all be ensuring every element of our life that is something that could potentially happen in the future. And sometimes we notice that we put things on today things, right? Like you look at your cell phone and you're like, oh, I need to make sure that this baby doesn't get lost or yeah. I don't, this does not get stolen. And again, not looking internal because you're not a doctor. You don't know what's going on inside there. Um, you don't know what accident's happening around the corner. Sure. So we put it on tangible things. I'm going to insure my car. Mm. I will insure my house. Um, I'll even be honest. After I, I recently left my, my uh, recent job and I was unemployed for two months. So obviously everything else goes goes backwards, right? Yeah. You don't contribute to any of these things. And then I started on contract work. Yeah. And oddly enough, the last thing I got was medical aid. My cats were insured, so they can get sick. My car, the car was... Lucy's okay, yeah. <laughs> that is close. It was Lexi, but that was really close. Good Almost. one. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and that is exactly it. The last thing I thought about was like, ooh, what happens? Self. Exactly, yeah. because yeah. you can't quantify it, right? You don't know enough to say, I don't know what's going to happen. So we can d dive into that for days, but um, absolutely, yes. Um, it can't go hand in hand. You have to plan with, for finances mm -hmm. and for your health. Exactly. They are intertwined more yeah. than you would know. I love that you've also put that perspective. And I always tell people, again, to reiterate, this is the place you will live in mm. for however long you live. Yeah. And if you aren't pouring back into it, making sure that it's insured, your phone will carry on, you're not there. Somebody else might pick it up, who knows who will sell it, but like you are not there to experience Absolutely. it. And I also know that this is a beautiful time to kind of go into investing in self because you've gone on a journey. Yeah. You've lost quite a bit of weight recently. About like 44 kgs now. 44 kgs? Yeah, over the Why last... Why did you go down that route? What was it that kind of triggered you to want to lose weight? Mm, I think I had always been someone who was into sport from a young age, sport, watching it, playing it, you name it. Never had the physique to go with it. Mm. So as much as I had a passion for it, the action never happened at home. And sure. I, you know, and as good as I was at certain sports, I know I probably could have been better Which in sports? terms of fitness, you know hockey, water polo, uh, okay. tennis, you name it. So I really, really enjoy dangerous sport, sports. dangerous ones. Hockey, sticking yeah. a ball. Anyway, yeah. Couple of operations to go with that okay. too, but you know, so very fun. <laughs> and um, that was always what I had wanted. Mm. And I could never put it together into how to get to that place where I could feel the way that I want to feel when I'm doing these things that mm. I actually love to do. Mm -hmm. So I think um, I had gone down a little bit of a rabbit hole and a lot of it has got to do with mental health as well. And I think your physical is a very good reflection, reflection of exactly. what's inside. Yeah. Um, and I was in a rut with work. I was working ridiculous hours and then on the way home, never going to gym, right? And on the way home at whether it's 7 p.m., 9 p.m., you're stopping at the McDonald's on your of way course. home. You're stopping at the, because you're chowing while you're going there. Mm -hmm. And it was like this horrible little cycle and eventually I ended up at 118 kgs. So I, we joke and I say I was a little bit of a double story health and I've, <laughs> I've toned it down a bit, but um, it all, the change was I've started and stopped many times over the years. So it wasn't mm -hmm. the first time, right? It was many times I say, okay, now is going to be the time where my life changes and I, I lose the weight. Yeah. And it was always short little bursts of cool, the diet works for a week and then you resort to your old habits. So um, my big change and my big turning point was actually during the pandemic 
the first hard lockdown, I was living alone in Cape Town in a tiny little flat, mm -hmm. and we all get to say, hey, you're not going anywhere now. Yeah. And I knew probably a lot of people's health was going to decline mental, physically during this time. You can't go to the did, gyms. Yeah. Exactly. And I decided to take an opposite approach. I was like, you know what? This is probably going to be, no one's going to see you for months. I'm like, let's go and do this thing, have the work at home. You're not even going to have to go out there because everything actually was in my control, right? Mm -hmm. I had to cook at home. I had to exercise at, at home. home. There was no external people saying, let's go for this drink here, let's go and have this cake here or whatever. It was fully in my control. Mm. And that is where it actually kick-started, whether the workout happened in my little lounge and I ran a 5K in the lounge that was like 10 meters or... I, I heard of those. So you actually... I did. ...did the in your Indoor. house... 5K, 10K, that's Literally, impressive. Anything that I could get my hands on, like an old paint thing, I would sit and do all the things with and run in the parking lot downstairs. Mm -hmm. And um, after hours, you know, no one was, you weren't allowed outside. So I was there in the dark, like, <laughs> is security going to see me? And um, from there, it kind of kick-started. And I was like, okay. And it actually, well, you know when people speak about lifestyle changes, I used to think it was like, how do you even, that's such a thrown around word, how exactly, do I change yeah. what I've been doing for the last 25 years? Mm. How do I change that? And it was daily habits. What is in my control? I know the formula. I have to drink lots of water. I have to eat well and I have to exercise. Mm. And it's actually that simple, but we complicate it and we have emotions and life comes in, right? So it was keeping that goal in mind entirely that this is going to be a permanent change. Yeah my 80% of what I do is going to be this health and this lifestyle and my 20% is going to be the fun. And I'm not going to, I'm going to try to do the both concurrently. So I used to say that the quickest point from point A to B is a straight line, mm -hmm. right? And you think that we are linear. Like, and I used to stick like, okay, now we're getting to this goal we're getting. That is crazy. Exactly. Ended, <laughs> exactly. I ended up doing yeah. 360s, backflips. Yeah. Um, losing weight in the week and then getting it all back on the weekend. So you are doing this crazy thing. And that is where people say it's a lifestyle change. You can't say I'm going to do this diet because you're like, what is, what is this diet? Because your body's not, you're not going to do that forever. Exactly. Um, so it really is shifting your mindset. And how do you even do that? And it's daily habits. It's falling off and getting back on and falling off and getting back on. Until over time, you realize four years later, hey, I enjoy eating well. I enjoy going to the gym. I feel better. I like my brain is more active when I have that glass of water first thing in the morning. It's not a schlep. Mm. not like, oh, I have to do this thing. And it is, you know? I think it's, it's, it's so beautiful that you've put it into that simplistic way, but you also are acknowledging, especially for people complex. at home, that it's not just eat well, no. exercise, drink water. There's a bunch of stuff in between so that many. that makes it a bit more tricky. And somebody once actually said, one of the biggest secrets is that once you get fit, it's easier to stay fit. Mm. If you haven't been fit, the yeah. hard is getting to that point. Exactly. And you're, you're describing that with kind of now drinking water and not thinking, mm, but I could be having a Coke or a Coke Zero. Or, exactly. And, and just that habitual behavior that invariably changes you. 100%. And then, I because even with the concept of kind of weight loss, I mm. feel like that is, it's too constricted of an idea as 100%. opposed to a lifestyle mm. change because mm. it is the lifestyle that then ends up giving you whatever the result might exactly. be. And I think that's that's something that you That is actually, just... I've never even thought about it the way that you've just mm. said it, and that is exactly it. Um, still to this day, I'm not where I want to be in terms no. of what I think is going to be my body goal. And I no longer call it a weight loss journey. It is my life. It is my fitness. It is... So people will still ask me, like, how many more kgs or... Um, are you, what is your goal weight? And I'm like, I haven't been on a scale in a year and I feel the best I've ever been. 
mentally, I see it on my clothing, I see it on how things fit me or how I feel, yeah. right? Um, and I don't even know what the end goal is. I don't think there is an end goal. I think it's infinite. Your health is infinite. There exactly. is no, this is the point where it stops because it has to continue. That's when you say that's where the maintenance happens. Like, oh, it's mm. now my life. Yeah. It's not that, that deep if I, you know, gain one kg now because um, my lifestyle is quite healthy and next week I'll be back to usual. I love how trendy that is because that is a trendy term. It's not that deep. What? Not <laughs> Did that. I say that? <laughs> but it, it really is because at the end of the day, I mean, as somebody who's also, I've always loved kind of moving and being and somebody will ask and be like, oh, are you targeting something mm. or is there, I'm just like, how do I target something? Because once I've hit that, I wake up the next day and then something it's like, else. It ends when they put you down into the ground exactly. or when they throw your ashes into the air. And that there's beauty in that because there's a continuous element of learning, unlearning things. Sometimes you fall, as you say, but you get back up. That's the fun in life. But going back to some of the darker elements, because yeah. again, it's easy when you are able to kind of do it a bit more consistently. Oh, the hard is when you doubt yourself, Gee. when you don't have the things that you've been doing where you can go, no, I've been doing this for a yeah. while. What were some of the darker points when you were going through that lifestyle change? I think anyone who knows when they have not run for a while or walked upstairs for a while, it can humble you, yeah. right? That first little one minute will have you on your knees and you're like, what the heck? Yeah. And I think that was very tough initially starting out is having that confidence to get into tights and go to a gym mm -hmm. and to start out saying, this is not going to kill me, but it feels like it is right now. Like I can hardly breathe, but tomorrow it'll get a little bit better. And those things take time. And I think it was loving yourself in that process Mm. still believing I'm a confident human, I'm a beautiful human, um, this is not my end form, you know, whatever. I'm not defined by what my outer looks like, but I'm making healthier choices for me. It got dark. Like, there are definitely, I think anyone, or let me not even generalize, but for me, like, you will have bouts of eating disorders or mm. body dysmorphia. Mm. And, you know, it'll be on both ends, whether it's emotionally overeating and binge eating or then starvation on the flip on side. The side yeah. And um, going to the mirror and say nothing happened over the last month, but it has because you still see who you, who you used, used to be to, or yeah. what you used to look like. And I think it does get dark. And I think... I can't even attribute that all to myself. Um, I probably would have got where I am now, would have taken a little longer. But the support that you have throughout, when you right. eventually open up to the people around you to say, I'm actually struggling, I haven't had anything to eat in a week and you haven't even noticed because I'm sneaky about it. Mm -hmm. And like you start lying and you're find, trying to find ways to find, that's not healthy, right? Yep. Like you think, oh, she might look some type of way now, she's healthier. No, I yeah. was 10 times more unhealthy than the next person at that stage. Mm. Um, and you go through these little bouts of that and sometimes you literally have to have that support who takes you to a mirror and says, look with your real eyes yeah. or it's okay to eat this or you can, you know, like you have, have you eaten today? Mm. Um, you know, and, and like getting you back on track. And on the flip side too, holding you accountable on the other end, like, hey, I've seen you been you're chowing. Falling, yeah. <laughs> you're you're falling a bit short. And you're going to be upset with yourself. So let's get back on track. So there definitely are those dark times. Um, and it's about learning to get back on the horse quicker. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't mean it doesn't exist anymore. Like I promise you, sometimes if I had to go for a five-day bender and eat my, have my eyes out, I'm going to feel like, oh my gosh, I'm slipping back Horrible, into something, yeah. right? Yeah. But it's about getting back quicker, saying, oh, that was a little bad morning, or I did this tomorrow, I'm back to normal. But we often get into the snowball effect of, oh, not happening, I'll just eat again this way and do this mm. way. Not realizing, has to can't stop there and restart again. Whether it's from morning to afternoon, you yeah. can be a different person. Definitely. Um, like the Cape yeah. Town weather, for oh, sure. Please. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's, 
it's also interesting because all of this can can be put into so many different kind of structures or umbrellas mm. and the reason why I kind of thought of this particular person, Simon Sinek, oh, yeah. who is absolutely right. amazing. He talks about this term of mental fitness because mm. we tend to talk about mental health. Yeah. Like you're going to be healthy and this is how you work towards health. But like with any health related thing, physical health, you it's gradually awesome. condition yourself to become more fit. Sometimes you don't get your PRs in the gym. Sometimes mm. you don't feel like running. Sometimes that run absolutely sucks. And that's why with mental fitness as a restructuring, it almost goes, you can fall short as long as you are trying to progress. Okay. And I feel like what you're describing is almost just like hand in hand with that concept of like, things will happen, you'll pivot, but you, exactly. as long as you get up and you try to get, get a bit better, try get a bit better. And you will learn throughout when you are really tired, right? Mm. You will say, actually, today, be the mature human. You don't have to go to the gym every yeah. day. I'm tired today for real. And then you'll catch yourself on other days and be like, I'm tired. And you're like, wait, hold on. Let's just do a little quick check. Are you just not feeling like it today? And then you check yourself. You're like, okay, if it's not a feeling like it, you go. It's not a question. Mm. You just get there and you do it. You just don't feel motivated today, but you have to be disciplined. So off yeah, you go. Yeah. And then yeah. other days when you're honest with yourself to say, I've had a grueling couple of weeks. I'm taking the week off mm. of gym. And that's going to, you know, and then that, as you're saying, it learns and you learn that fitness over and over again. Exactly. Um, before I would go with months of overeating and binge eating and then having to lose again 15 lose kgs because you've yeah. grown, you've added 10 kgs. Now you're trying to get just back to that starting point again. Mm. And then you learn as things go on that you can get fitter and mentally fit, as you're saying, um, to deal with it a little bit better next time. I mean, even as you describe, if somebody is at home right now listening to this um, or watching us, what would you say the best buffers when it comes to just that mental fitness for you are things that you can kind of use as touchstones when you mm. are really spiraling? Because we all do. I mean, I know when I've had a particularly hard time, I tend to move. I have to move. It's not necessarily running, but even walking will allow my mind to kind of settle into in. the body and feel a bit stronger. But for you, especially having gone on this journey yeah. and you've clearly metamorphosis, everything has kind of happened and you have all of these insights that you've learned. You're somebody who's added all of this. You're already a great person, but you've added this journey to yourself. I'm assuming, I'm just, you're, it, it radiates, it radiates <laughs> from the eyes. Um, what would you say are some of the key buffers that you have when you do get to that place? That point. And like, it's going to be different for everyone. Like yeah. you're saying, your thing is, is you walking. go I, you go I had some walk. sort of movement, movement, even if it's like a yoga, just... The, oddly there. that you asked that, I recently actually, like, like you're saying, it's a continuous yeah. thing. I think um, last week I had a couple of bad days. Mm -hmm. And like in general, like work is too much, this is too much. Oh, exercising feels like a chore, you know, you name it. And then I actually had to sit down with myself and I said, what makes a good day? Before I was feeling overwhelmed first thing in the morning and I said, okay, what makes a good day? And I sat down and it was one thing at a time. It was like, again, glass of water in the morning, even though it's going to be cold, I would love a cup of coffee, but I know I'm going to feel better. My brain will feel sharper being outside, you know, and you'd sit with yourself and introspect and say, what makes my good day? Is it waking up very early? Now I'm not a morning person. Let me stop trying to fight that 5 a.m. club. I'm going to wake up at 7. I love day. that you are. You know, like, yes, and yes. I'm like, no, that's not my routine. I'm going to, how am I? I'm someone who likes to sleep at 2 a.m. And now I want to also be a 5 a.m. club person. The math is not mathing. So <laughs> I was like, you know, you find what works for you. And you actually have to sit with yourself and ask yourself what makes me happy. Mm. And then all these little things filter in. 
Um, some of the things that always kept me on track was podcasts, and I know we are literally here today. Oh, well, I mean, now <laughs> we know one. why she's here. <laughs> but like, um, I don't even want to shout out to other podcasts, let me not do that here, but a small, short small yeah. short podcast like your five minutes your seven minutes um you name it and that you find your little message for that morning and say hey i'm back on and it's whatever it is it's how to keep determined how to remain disciplined how to find peace in your everyday life because that all feeds into how you're gonna i want to go to gym today because of these reasons um a few other times where i was more harsh on myself uh there are quite, quite a few quotes that i will i will use and my one of my most fantastic leaders that i had at my previous company he used to say this to me um, in general in life. And he used to say that effort and motivation are overrated. Success is a function of discipline. And then you say that again. So my energy and my motivation, overrated. Mm. Discipline is what's going to get me there. Okay. Again, those days where you say, I don't feel like this. Or, oh, I would love a burger and chips instead of going to the, the gym. Um, those are the little things that like, kept me on. Those podcasts that I used to listen to, my favorite songs, you know, like you can even go for a nap right before gym and say, hey, you're going to have to get up and get hyped just now. <laughs> so the thing is, I didn't give myself a choice some days. Yeah. So you say, maybe I'll go to gym later. You give yourself this beautiful opportunity not to. Yeah. It was a question Definitely. of when, what time am I going to go to gym? So my self-conversation had to change. Not, I have to go to gym today. It's like, oh. When I go to gym today, I'm going to think about nothing. It's my time, my space. And it completely changed for me. Now that is my sanctuary. Mm. When work gets a bit much, I'm like, I'm going to step away. No one can touch me there. If you try to call me, I'm going to ignore you. And no one has to speak to me. But that's discipline. That's the beauty of it. Because you've, you've literally made a promise to yourself. And there, there are many people who go self-confidence and self-esteem is the relationship you have with yourself and the mm. promises you fulfill for yourself. Because if you know you can trust yourself, then you can actually back yourself. Yeah. And that's what the confidence comes in. So I, I love that you've actually implemented it in that way. But before I get into, I have a rapid fire segment. Everybody knows what, what? it is. <laughs> be scared, be scared. It's, it's, it's quite harsh. I want to ask you, as a person who knows finances and, and can kind of speak on this, um, I don't know if you do prep work when it comes to the nutrition that you have. Because mm, you talked about you'd go out and you'd kind of be with friends and you'd eat. Do you find that there is uh, a benefit in terms of the financial access to being able to prep and have your own food and, as opposed to going out and kind of meandering and having a good time? Absolutely. Does that make more of a, a financial sense if you're being fiscal? Well, yes, of course, because you know yourself, if you're going to make a burger at home, yeah. it doesn't have to be unhealthy, right? Like sure. you can put your chicken breast on your burger, you mm -hmm. get your buns and you can make your own chips in the air fryer. That is going to cost you probably 60 rand or whatever it is if you're going to be true. cooking for multiple people, yeah. right? Like, like Woolies. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Woolies a little bit more, maybe 80. 70. But <laughs> inflation. But um, if you're going to go out, you're going to tip. You're going to mm -hmm. be buying alcohol at a a higher price compared to going and getting your glass of wine at the shop and coming home and cracking it open. Mm -hmm. Definitely finance comes in your Uber to there, you know, you name it. With that being said, that should be your 20%. At 100% should. If that's what you cool. enjoy to do, you go off you and you do that in, that, in yeah. that limit, right? Yeah. For your day-to-day, -day, you're not ordering food every single day. Mm -hmm. You're not doing these things every single day. That gets expensive. 100%. Even if you're ordering healthy, that gets expensive. Very true. But if you, people say healthy food is expensive and definitely will be if you're buying it from someone else. Mm -hmm. 
go look at a packet of carrots. It's like eight rand, you know, like you go, I don't know where I'm getting my carrots from. But maybe. <laughs> it's like, am I going like, to the wrong stores? But, but genuinely, it's not that expensive if you're going to go get spinach in a certain way. But we want the nice, healthy things, yeah, right? The, the bougie, fancy, healthy things. Yeah. Exactly. So the rare um, tofu and is seatons, yeah, yeah. Planning is the key word that you keep using, yeah. whether it's financial, meal planning, that's planning. Yeah. And that is exactly it. It is it can get expensive if you don't plan and you want to eat healthy because mm. you're going to go and buy an expensive thing. But if you've planned for meals for Monday, this is what's happening. Then I know that those little two millis that I pop into the microwave are only yeah. 20 bucks. This yeah. is what I'm doing. So it's going to be more nutritious for you and better on your pocket at the end of the day. Very true. And your health. Discipline. That's the word I'm loving that you keep kind of bringing or yeah. alluding to. Now, rapid fire, oh, <clears throat> please. The, the, the whole thing here is rapid fire. Clearly, you're a sharp mind. Now, I'm going to need you to tell me your top three most motivational humans you've come across that have helped Ooh. you pivotally in your journey. Number one. It's rapid. Oh, it's just so, rapid. Oh, yeah, it's my father. One. Your father. My father. Why your father? My father himself always motivated me, loved sport, okay. was there at my practices, always sure. told me I could do anything I wanted to be and do everything to the best of your ability or don't do it at all. That is what dad says. And he brought her into the world. So that, that part two maybe is the first half. <laughs> Number two. Uh, two would probably be my fiance. Okay. Also into health and fitness. And he was the one that will take me straight to the mirror to say, get your head on. You look great today. Yeah. It is not just about that. This is your life. I love it. So, um, fiance. So can, can we just see if you're... Oh, okay, there. Oh, okay, fiance. Oh, there yeah. We, okay, number two. Should it be number one with a ring like that? But number three. Number three... Oh, goodness. Um, Ooh, come on, rapid fire. Dun, 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 dun. Nobody I'm, I'm else, burning in the fire. Nobody else motivated you? Not necessarily in fitness. Let's talk in life in general. Just uh, life, humans. <laughs> Number three. Burning in the fire. Wow. Fez, I don't know if you know about him. Um, he's this other doctor. Yeah. Oh, you know? man. He's, uh, he's, he's actually a great Half health decent. practitioner. Um, he's done a couple of things with men's health. He's all about okay, like loving enough. oneself. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I would have gone with uh, <coughs> Kaz, but Ooh, maybe you. maybe looking in the mirror is a bit too lofty for you. Maybe, maybe just a little bit. The fact bit. that you've changed up your lifestyle, you've given all these nuggets, you saved myself, them. Myself, the, actually. There we go. Cool, myself. And I think, and I think that's the exact part we're going to clip and make sure everybody knows, because self-work, Yeah. that is what you've gone through, and I feel like you are uh, an energetic, charismatic human. Thank, Thank you so you. much for sitting down with me. Thanks, sitting down with us Thanks and giving us. us all these nuggets. And that is another informative, energetic, and charismatic, Kaz, <laughs> I'm trying to say charismatic episode, but like Kaz is here, but you guys know, you know how I am. See you on the next one. <laughs>